There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the CW channel. I am Cosmic Staff Dave. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing the penultimate episode of <laughs> Season 2 of Stargirl. Welcome back from the Shadowlands, Steve. Yay, I finally <laughs> found a way out. <laughs> what was last... it like living in black and white? Yeah, <laughs> it was hell, that's for sure. The last month <laughs> has been uh, <laughs> quite a wild trip. It's good to have you back. I hope you got all that goop out of your hair. Yeah, I'm still working <laughs> on it. <laughs> All right, initial reaction, Sean, what did you think? I, at the beginning, I was like, okay, wait, what is happening? <laughs> and then I was a little confused in the middle because of the Midnighter. We were actually talking offline. Uh, and then at the end, I'm like, um, crap. <laughs> so there was a multitude of things that happened. So it, I am really looking forward to the next episode is basically how I'm going to bottom line that. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we're in for a potential really bad cliffhanger. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be. At least we know for sure we're getting a third season. Right. That's I mean, that's the true. one saving grace if things go that way, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that would be horrible to... Oh have the gosh, series end with that. <laughs> oh, we've had so many that do. Yes. Do dirty. Absolutely. Well, I enjoyed it because I kind of basically binged the <laughs> 10, 11, and 12 back to back. So I was kind of going, huh? And <laughs> this episode, it was definitely nice to get everybody back together. Yeah. And curious to see how everybody reacted to. Courtney basically saying we need everybody we can get, and that includes Cindy. So that was yeah. really interesting. I knew she wasn't going <laughs> to not bring Cindy back. That's just the way she is. Yeah. And hopefully she's going to hold on to that next week. That's for sure. Yeah, we've been calling her for her to come back since she left. <laughs> yeah. Basically, can't kill off Cindy. Nope. And. There was some time, you know, there was some actual light moments in the episode, especially, you know, in the opening and then with Mike and Jakeem. So it hmm. wasn't all completely dark and dreary and impending doom. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, too. I thought it was, it was good. I know we're not rating it, but if we were, I'd give it four out of five buddy golden showers. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Almost golden showers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Get off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better. I'm better. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I read somewhere that the 
they were uh, worried that people behind Stargo were worried that it was getting so dark. They decided to open it up with a little levity with, you know, Buddy and, and Cosmo. Yeah. Around the house. <laughs> that honestly, the opening is what had me like going, what is happening? Yeah. Did uh-huh. Eclipso get inside Buddy? Because we've yeah. never seen him act that way. <laughs> Yeah, I was, like, really scratching my head going, uh, somebody's going to get in so much trouble. Or is it going to be like he's going to wake up be like, oh, oh, this was all his dream or something. (laughs) Like, wow, we're getting. (laughs) All right. Let's jump into episode 12, Summer School, chapter 12, with the looming threat of Eclipso hanging over them. Courtney seeks help from the unlikeliest of places. Meanwhile, Mike searches to find Thunderbolt. And it leads him straight to his friend, Jakeem. And Pat goes to extreme lengths to protect Rick. Uh, I just want to say that last sentence makes me wonder what happened since that was all off screen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That had me like, wait a second. How the hell old is Pat? Seriously. (laughs) Like, I keep asking this, but like, he keeps like saying things. I'm like, what? What are you like? 102? What's going on here? (laughs) It didn't seem to fit with uh, what no. we know about Pat at all, too, and how he took some of the things the old GSA did. And, like, how is this? And it, that just didn't seem to jive to me. No, not at all. That's why I was scratching my head. Like I said, there was a lot of moments that I was like, wait a second. Yep, that definitely could be a foreboding of something bad in the next episode. That's for sure. Yeah. Everybody's got that little bit of darkness coming through. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the opening is I'm too sexy. <laughs> and we get a montage of Buddy just destroying and eating everything he can get his paws on. <laughs> I love seeing him in his face in the bag of chips and just yeah. going to town. And then chewing on all everybody's shoes. So it's like, okay, this is going to be a huge mess and we should see a reaction from everybody and we uh, got I would nothing. think especially Barbara. She, yes. It looked like a lot of her shoes were in there. <laughs> oh yeah. And then he decides to head down to the basement and hikes his leg over Cosmos's box and Cosmos says oh no you don't. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how did he get in the basement? Didn't they show right before that the basement door closed? Probably. That, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. What is going on? Or was that supposed to be the closet or something? But I'm just like, this is getting weird. Like Eclipso making things so strange that he can like suddenly walk through the door. You're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, and for for him getting down the stairs is problematic as it is he's not got the longest of legs <laughs> he would have to use that little like bunny hop down each step right yeah. i love bulldogs they're so adorable and so up to <laughs> oh my god yeah he wouldn't exactly have been running very fast up maybe cosmo gave him a lift up the stairs yeah. <laughs> and then started chasing him right <laughs> oh my god i would have loved to see that we got three of those in my house we have to keep baby gates everywhere oh i'm sure <laughs> Woe to the person who leaves a door open somewhere. <laughs> so That's good cool. to see. Yeah, Go ahead. Cosmo decides you're not going to pee on my box and begins to chase <laughs> him around the house, which is 
just hilarious to watch them too. And they come around the corner in time to see everybody walk in and they just kind of looking there like they're not guilty of anything, but <laughs> we know better. Yeah. But I think you're right, Dave, that it, a lot of people have been seeing how dark it was that them doing this like funny cold open was, I think, really needed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else was really needed? <laughs> what, what was needed, Dave? <laughs> uh, some answers to the last week's smoke monster mystery when there was two smoke pillars rising from Jenny's uh, 3D map. Right. We got an, we actually got an answer. We didn't even get a hint we got an answer, but they actually go back four hours. It says uh, that Beth and Jenny who arrive at the school cafeteria looking for the shade or whatever. Actually, they're looking for the, where that second smoke plume was. Right. Yeah. That's good having an answer because we didn't get a clue that somebody was looking at all. I wonder if they thought about it and said, you know, we should write this in. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe everybody doesn't know. Huh? It's like maybe everyone doesn't know. We should, yeah, clue them in a bit. Yeah, thank you, writers. Yeah. So Jenny makes a comment about the damage and Beth informs her that there was a fight last week. (laughs) It's too bad the Shining Knight isn't there. Right, to clean up. Clean up school. (laughs) I was hoping we'd see him. I was hoping they were dropping hints, but so far, uh, nothing. So they discover a uh, a uh, blot of darkness on the floor that seems to be alive, and Beth has Jenny blasted with her ring, but it jumps into the ring, and seeing no sign of it on the floor, Beth believes it's destroyed. I don't know if Beth really wanted to have her blasted. It just seems like it ignited the rings. Just prior to that, uh, Jenny said, I have no idea what it does sometimes. Right. Right. I, I just maybe just blasted it on its own, but it actually worked in reverse. Yeah. Of course, of course, Jenny can't get a break. Nope. And after seeing so much of what Eclipso can do, the fact that she's he's able to infect the power ring even indirectly makes it even scarier. I wonder how deep uh, his force, or at least the force of the of the dark blob, or afterbirth, as yeah, they call it. Which was the weirdest. What? Yeah, I was like, yeah, what's yeah, good? Afterbirth? Yeah, I know you're a doctor, but ew. Anyway, Beth gets a call from her goggles from Dr. Midnight, speaking of which, informing that Courtney is home. And that was a little off-camera, too. Like, well, then it just there's stuff they don't include sometimes now as the season goes on. They're like, well, you know this happened, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, thanks for cluing us we'll, in again. We'll put, yeah, we'll put it together ourselves. No problem. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I just had – the theory of Jenny's brother that Dave had brought up before in my head when I seen the blob right? and that it connected with the ring. I'm like, oh my gosh, are they experimenting on that kid in the Shadowlands and it's him trying to connect with her? Wow, that's a tinfoil hat theory. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was because I know nothing nothing of this in general. So I was like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe if there is a cliffhanger. At the end of this season, uh, that'll bring Obsidian on board, you know, get Courtney out of it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Ah, I'm just worried, though, because it was Cindy there. Like, I'm, like, worried already. Cindy I'm worried Cindy's going to die now. (laughs) (laughs) I like our little Cruella de Vil. Yep. (laughs) We still got a whole episode. Nobody freak out. Okay, I'm freaking out. But anyway. We'll have to do some trailer talk at the end of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) So we have Courtney, Cindy, and Dr. Midnight return from the literal darkness and begin to formulate a plan to stop Eclipso. As they enter the house, they catch Buddy and Cosmo mid-chase, like Steve had said, 
nobody seems to notice the disaster yet. Right. I feel like that's how it's going to start. Like somebody's going to go upstairs and you're just going to hear the buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But before all that, Beth and Charles get to meet in the flesh for the very first time. And it's just as wonderful as everybody watching had hoped for. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, hi, I'm Beth. It's like, okay, Beth, he knows who you are. He had your picture. Calm down. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. She's meeting a hero of hers, I guess, for right now. Yeah. It's you meeting David Tennant. <laughs> I couldn't speak. I was just like grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. <laughs> I still have that picture right here next to me with my big cheesy grin. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? You're right because Beth had that stupid cheesy grin that I had too. Um, it is like, it's kind of sweet. It, it had another moment where it's like, oh, palate cleanser. Okay, good things. Happy thing. Because you know things are going to go bad. It just bad, bad, bad. But it kind of took that turn when Cindy attempts to mix in with the Whitmores. <laughs> when she comes out and Beth is like, what? It was pretty <laughs> quick. Beth's eyes got big. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. And then Cindy's attempt to mix like with the family for the next couple of days seemed really traumatic. I mean, she's like, oh, this is really good. Talking about a sandwich. And, and yeah. she just looks like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> so... You have Cindy out of her element, everybody on edge because Cindy is there, but everyone realizes that, yeah, we're all going to need to work together. And this kid really is an orphan now. Like, maybe we don't just throw her off to the side. Yeah, maybe she can move in with the sportsmaster and the, what's her name? (laughs) Kickboxer. (laughs) (laughs) When they become neighbors next season. Yeah. That should be interesting because I wonder, there was a phone call. Yes, there was. Yeah, they're in prison though, so I I think she might have been calling Artemis, maybe the gambler. I I can't think of anybody else. All the dead people. Hey, all you dead people, come back! Right. (laughs) Well, we find out that Chuck is more comfortable in a suit, (laughs) as he and Pat are kind of getting him out of the midnight suit into something more comfortable. Of course, Pat says, "Hey, I've got more comfortable stuff, but." Nope, this is what I'm comfortable in, the doctor tells him. That looked like something out of the 50s or 60s. Yes, it did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it totally did. But you know what? After being in that leather suit and probably sweating some, he's like, I want something that I can breathe at least. <laughs> right. And more than likely, that was a hand-me-down from Pat's yeah. dad or something because – being a mechanic, I'd, I just can't see Pat in a suit ever. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Chuck's not going commando. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I hope he didn't borrow those. <laughs> That's awkward. So Pat apologizes for Chuck for being stuck in the Shadowlands, but Chuck wants to focus on stopping Eclipso as they discuss his possible plan. Chuck believes Eclipso's ultimate goal is power. But without a host and the Black Diamond, he could be vulnerable. And he believes the light will damage the darkness, especially when it's wielded by those who carry the light within themselves, that channel hope like your stepdaughter. <laughs> and they also discuss Jeannie and her inexperience with the ring. And Pat isn't sure the kids are ready, but Chuck informs him he is sure that Beth is. Okay, well, that's good. The one that doesn't have a superpower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, super smile. 
Yeah, I'm not okay, sure have, how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I have questions with that. It's like, okay, you're just like throwing the kids in. But I have another question for the group here. Is Midnighter blind? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I do not know that. But like when he kept his eyes closed and then was like reaching for the glasses, I'm like, wait, is that habit from being in the Shadowlands? Or was he blind? And that's why I wasn't sure. I don't remember them mentioning it, but... When he took the glasses off in the Shadowland, I think he just, not that he could see anything, but he, you know, he would put in contact with all the, his worst nightmares, including his daughter's voice. Right. Yes. That right. Was... But he had had his eyes like really close tight. That's why I wasn't sure if like him taking huh? off the goggles, it was more of a habit to keep his eyes closed and like feel for things as opposed to, you know, like have them open at all. Well, yeah, he's blind. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do have a I do have a uh, tinfoil hat theory about what he said about Courtney has the light within her. I wonder if they's dropping a hint that's how she'll combat anybody that saw the trailer. Spoiler also, uh, you know, you know, she admitted that she hated little Brucey in Eclipso. Right. So I wonder if she finds it in herself once she is, you know, trailer. <laughs> I don't know. Discussing what happened on the trailer, I guess we'll do it later. But I was wondering if she has that power within her to fight it. It. Yeah. Anyway, Beth different and- theory, but I'll talk yeah. about it when we get to our spoiler okay. area. Beth and Jenny return to the Whitmore home, and Beth is awestruck getting to meet Chuck in person. Chuck! Of course, there's uh, still the matter of Rick's pending criminal charges after accidentally accidentally beating up his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally on purpose. Jesus oh, wait, Christ. No. <laughs> That was something else. I still think he deserved it, and I think the teacher could have testified. But... Uh, I should have been dead. <laughs> yeah, but that good thing he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get so it's a good thing he's not dead. So packing it all dark on us. Yeah, goes to the hospital to convince Rick's Uncle Matt, Uncle Maddie, to drop the charges, but he stubbornly refuses. And this leads to one of the darkest Pat moments of the season as he threatens Matt, pulling the hospital curtain shut. Like that was awesome, but holy smokes. Yeah, Where'd that come from. <laughs> I mean, he's the, he's like been counseling everybody, and but I know the theme thanks to Cindy is you got to connect to your dark side, but that actually weakens you. Yep. You know, I said, and you refer to the army, and I, I don't know anything about him being in the army. Does that mean he killed somebody long ago, and that's why when he was uh, stripesy, he didn't want to kill anybody when when the JSA did, or at least they voted they did, thanks to Ted Grant. What do you that's think? That's what I was questioning. Because I'm like, wait, he's in the army and he's been a driver for how many years for Starman? I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. That just had me confused. But I was kind of wondering if maybe he was using the army in replace of saying JSA. So I was just confused. But yeah, there was obviously darkness because the uncle was freaking out a bit. So maybe he (laughs) knew something about Pat um, before. I don't know. Maybe yeah, the uh, his well, it was his brother, right? Right. That left, yeah. So maybe it was his brother had said, yeah, you know, Pat is something else, and and like he knew stories. That's the only thing I could think of because why would you just totally start freaking out when somebody's closing? You know nothing about this guy, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he he, he should have thought of reaching the buzzer for the for the nurse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I know he hit the morphine button when Pat walked in. I saw that. And I went, okay. Is that yeah. what that was? <laughs> I think so. He's like, hold on, I need a dose to talk to you. Yeah. 
and his go to hell note. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. yeah. No, no one tells Pat to go to hell. No, he just tripped his trying trigger. to be nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, something we don't we don't, don't get do to it. see what happened, but uh, we we're left for wondering if he does succumb to his own darkness. Anyway, Yolanda is a no-show as Courtney attempts to bring her back into the fold, and Courtney tells her she is not the first JSA member to take a life. Notice she's coming out of the church again. Right. She's been a, lo- a lot of time in church, <laughs> and uh, for some reason, Courtney thinks that that's going to bring her comfort, but all it does is upset Yolanda more. I like when she turns on her, you know, is that supposed to make me feel better? Right. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to even carry the legacy of Wildcat killing other people. It's a great this, I don't want to wear a costume thing, you know, that was worn by a murderer. Way to go, Courtney. But Cindy knows. Cindy knows. She accesses her dark side to Laurel Yonder because she's, uh, like, lurking in the bushes or something and shadowing Courtney wherever she goes. I, it makes you wonder, like, how did she get there? I mean, later on, you get another how did she get there moment. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but you can call it a good cop, bad cop routine. Cindy goes to visit Yolanda and... Use reverse, maybe child psychology, yeah. on her making Yolanda think Cindy isn't trustworthy. So weird. Like, do you guys wonder how she got there and then you wonder how she left? Yeah, especially the leaving part. Right. Yeah. What, it would have been funny to hear a thump on the ground and someone saying, ow, outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she would have okay. nailed the landing just like Black Widow does. Yes, I know. Now, of Marvel course, lady. it'd be interesting to see if there's, you know, shiv marks on the side of the house. <laughs> or up the tree outside the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen that she's uh, regrown the shivs at all. No. no? Oh, yeah, we'll we see. did in yeah. Shadowland. In the Shadowland, that's different. Right. Oh, yeah, because you don't know what's real, what's not. Yeah. <laughs> Kill her father every day. Yeah. <laughs> So wanting to protect her friends from being double-crossed by Cindy, Yolanda rejoins the uh, JSA. Hooray! When Courtney calls out Cindy for manipulating Yolanda, Cindy retorts that they're fighting a supervillain and a little evil is justified. I, I wish they had made a callback to the difference between good and bad. Right. And evil. You know, that would have been more fitting. you got to be a little bad, but not evil. Maybe Cindy doesn't have the same perspective, but she shouldn't be telling uh, everybody else that. Now it's time to turn your evil up. And then the other great mysteries, we also see Cindy calling an unknown collaborator. Did she say, uh, I don't know, I, I thought she sounded like she was speaking in a plural. Like you have yeah, to come. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I wonder. I'm waiting. Uh, you can't call. <laughs> She's calling the jail. You guys need to come out like you do every other <laughs> week just to watch a sporting <laughs> event or something. But yeah, you guys need to come back to Blue Valley. And the only other people I can think of is Gambler and Artemis Croc. <laughs> Is there anybody else? Well, Artemis was freaked the hell out when she's seen a clip. Yeah. So I don't feel like she's coming back. The gambler, I feel, is too much of a chicken. Yeah. Right. What does she I do? Go, go to her Rolodex and look up E for evil, evil and call it. <laughs> Boomer, Boomer talks deep. Right. So there's only one last piece missing. Thunderbolt. <laughs> Reports of giant food popping up all over time. Thunderbolt is hard at work. As I wrote in my note about the uh, giant beer blat floating in the lake. Right. Oh, yeah, the brat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Be grindy so. for a week or two. Yeah. I. It's good to see the giant burger, especially with the uh, ketchup slurping down the right. side of it. <laughs> so Mike goes I didn't even ja- think about Grundy can clean all this up. Who? Grundy. Yeah. No, I wish, I wish, they should show him eating at that. You should show yeah. him eating that burger. Probably That'd be awesome. his fingers after eating a burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Covered with ketchup all over his face. <laughs> 
Did you see how that guy that was standing next to the uh, giant burger there looked around the back and the shade crossed his face? You know, the shade from the uh, the hamburger. Right. That was cool. Yep. They, actually, they actually bothered. They didn't I'm spend the money on Thunderbolt. When we seen they, that, huh? when we heard, I said, I was just trying to figure out when we seen that and we heard the little kid, but mommy, I want to eat it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I would too. Wanna, have at it. So Mike tries to nudge Jakim into becoming a, a member of the JSA by telling that the fun of having Thunderbolts to call on also means that it is a responsibility to wield the power well. He oh I thought he was gonna crack and say, Well what was it? Ultimate power becomes the uh ultimate oh, responsibility is like the Spider Man. <laughs> Sorry, crossover. Right. <laughs> So uh, Thunderbolt is indisposed at the moment, getting Chinese food directly from China. No less. At least that's the working theory, no doubt. But uh, and Jackie agrees to help once his chores are done, like washing ditches. And they have a – oh, I almost said bitchy. Not bitchy, but smart-ass yeah. sister. There's plenty of smart-ass sisters to go around in these shows. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. I swear <laughs> his sister is like his villain origin story right there. <laughs> yeah. And where – okay, first of all. That nice big new house. Why don't they have a dishwasher? Exactly. Okay. First of all, and okay. second, where are all these dishes coming from? Has right. she stored them under her bed? <laughs> hey, that's all the ones she was supposed to wash. She just stuffed them under the bed. That's what I'm wondering. Because, <laughs> like, what the? And she, Dad, yeah, he doesn't want to do the dishes. I'm like, oh my god, seriously, you need to move over to Chucky. Because I think it's time to take the sister out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy crap. Seriously. But how was Mike helping when he was doing all the dishes? Exactly. <laughs> like, did you switch off? Because it looks like you're just doing them. I don't know. But I think yeah, Jakeem probably knows where they go. So that's usually a nice trade off is I'll wash you put up because you know yeah. where they go and I don't. Dry. Yeah. I don't think I've done that in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Rinse a couple, maybe. I used to be the biggest chore after Thanksgiving, which is right around the corner. Yep. Uh, Courtney is stressed for a number of reasons in this episode, but one reason is her unresolved tension with her mother, which it's really her own tension. Her mom knows nothing about this. Yeah, right. since, yeah since when? <laughs> because after what she heard in the Shadowland, she's having a hard time shaking the emotions even as she knows the Shadowland version of Barbara wasn't real. So she goes to talk to her mother. Now what I thought was interesting was right before she comes in to talk to her, we see like the shade, like the shadow kind of go across was it the ceiling or something? So no, against the door in the that? background. Yeah. Okay. Wearing, his hat, wearing his hat, too. <laughs> oh, I'm like, is the shadow knows. That's all I kept thinking when that <laughs> happened. But I thought that was interesting. So, it's again, is that something for Barbara? You know, like, oh, she's going to get some powers, or is the shade going to come back at some point? Maybe but possessor. <laughs> Courtney does finally break down to talk to her mom. And asking her if it was difficult raising her alone. And Barbara tells her that while it was hard, it was worth it because she had Courtney. She's like, but uh-uh. you could have had a career. And she's like, I have a career. And I get it. Like, she was just freaking out because that seemed super real. So hopefully she can let that go because they, you know, finally embrace. And it's like, oh, yay. Here's a little bit of healing that is 100% just on, you know, Courtney's part, like I said, because... Barbara had no clue what Courtney was talking about. No. Yeah. And it didn't get interrupted by uh, Cindy this time. <laughs> like yes. the previous one did. That, 
got real awkward real quick. Yeah, Cindy yeah. would have gotten into her cheerleader costume. Like, yeah, yeah, ripped. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beth and Chuck decide it's time to locate Eclipso. So they try and use their goggles to find him, but it's too much for them to handle alone. They realize they need the JSA's computer and the pair head to the American Dream. And actually, that must be the ISA's computer. Right. <laughs> but they aren't alone. <laughs> yeah. Brew, little Bruce shows up to taunt them, getting in a heart-wrenching dig about killing McNiter's daughter. And as Bruce begins to monologue, as villains are known to do, we see that Jen is having a nightmare due to Eclipso's influence on the ring. And it just seems to get worse and worse. Now, I wonder so, if it was not Eclipso's influence, but just the uh, the afterbirth, as <laughs> Midnight Chuck would call it. It's just the influence of the, uh, the Shadow World, you think? Yeah, the Shadowlands uh, residue. Yeah, sure could be. Because why would Eclipso warn uh Jenny, of yeah, possible the, happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. of course See, he turns that's around. Why I, that's why I still think that it could have something to do with her brother. Yeah, it could be. But he turns around and tells both Beth and McNiter exactly what his plans are. <laughs> yeah, like like a Bond villain. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, couldn't Beth just be like, "Never mind, cancel that that distress call." You know, it's like, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't come. Yep. Since this is the penultimate episode of the season, a good bit of time is devoted to the reveal of Eclipso's <laughs> ultimate plan. He's been growing in strength this whole season, and Jen's nightmares reveal his desire to use the JSA for his own plans and turn Stargirl evil, bringing out the darkness within. Ooh. Yeah. Now, the way he said it, to me, it sounded like, yeah, he's going to get the darkness out so he can feed, yeah, not yeah. turn her into evil. He's gonna, he's gonna be a god, right? He wants to be a god, and if he can get all that good energy from Courtney, then yeah, that'll max his power out. So I'm not sure if he's really going to do the feed or if he's just going to take over her body and with the trailer and what. We saw in Jenny's nightmare, it, it kind of conflicts. <laughs> yeah. So I am not sure exactly how this is going to go. Because to me, it yeah, he's growing in strength. But boy, if he gets the purest good energy to just have a slight doubt to where he can get in and feed on her, I would think that would be it. But maybe he just wants to take over her. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least to start with, I mean, I, I, I she has she's the one with the foremost power, I guess. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of which, the cosmic staff looks like it's back, right? Right. When uh, they showed uh, at the beginning of the episode, they did a quick recap of just about everything. Right. And I was thinking to myself, why didn't uh, Courtney extend the uh, cosmic staff to Cindy when she was going to, into the goop? Right. Just trying to. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Right. She probably didn't There's, think about it at the time. Here's Stargirl. Use the staff. <laughs> yep. And that goes for Pat, too. He should have grabbed the staff and used it to yeah. try to keep Courtney from going under. Why is it up to us to think of these things? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have I have a question for you guys. 
So we know, well, kind of, that Eclipso is like, well, crazy. And he's talking about Stargirl's evil within. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he knows that she really is Starman's daughter and that he's re- and he knows he's alive? And he's trying to lure the man who actually like banished him. And that's why he's using Courtney so much. I don't know. Do we know how he got in the, the diamond? Well, I mean, Starman is the one who killed the guy he was possessing. Yeah. Bruce. So that's why I'm saying. Thank you. So that's why I'm saying, do you think he's trying to lure Starman? Because he knows Starman's still alive. Because he knew that like your idea is that that wasn't our Starman. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he knows. And that's why he's trying to do this. And he's luring Courtney so he can lure his bigger prey. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it'd be I nice to see a star man show yeah. up in this episode. You just ripped sure. up a lot of tinfoil out of there. You're going to have to go I, back to the market and get some more. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a short supply. I might have to reuse some of this tinfoil. But, you know. Yes. I thought I was thinking about that. I'm like, hmm. Like, the guy's been gone forever. He's taken the whole season. We've only seen him in flashbacks, mostly. It's been a long time since we've seen him on the road. He's right. just taken the... Episode two? Yep. Yeah. Great. And he needs a rocket-powered car to fly through the air to get him across. <laughs> Unfortunately, Stripesy has that car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got a few uh, Easter eggs. You guys want to cover Easter eggs and do some trailer talk? Or do you want to do a little few trailer talk at all? Or do you want to just... Well, yeah, we'll do the Easter eggs and talk trailer. All right. So, at the, on the marquee of the Dallas Theater, we see Sergeant Rock. You know what? I used to read Sergeant Rock. As a kid, I thought it was pretty good. It was gritty. I like a, a gritty war story. It was created by Joe Kubert and Robert Kaniger back in uh, oh, way back in 1959, and he appeared in DC's Our Army at War number 83, Sergeant Rock. I think there was a Sergeant Rock on TV too. I can't remember. Well, there was combat anyway. Boomer talk, Steve. Sorry, <laughs> but we do have a fun fact: that Dallas Marquee has been a long-running meta joke featuring some of DC's more obscure titles like Unknown Soldier. Prez, G.I. Comeback, and Strange Adventures. Hopefully we'll, we'll see uh, a season three sequel to Sergeant Rock and the Creature Commandos. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yep. There'll be plenty of creatures. They see that town seems to be a magnet for it. And uh, another Easter egg that Eclipso was mentioned of Courtney's Darkness Within is a callback to all hands on deck. Eclipso-centric DC's event series, The Darkness Within. And it ran across uh, 20 uh, DC issues in the summer of 1992. Do I remember that? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I was about to ask you about that. So I will not ask the question. So if anybody out there has read those various issues, let us know what it was about exactly. Was it a clip, though? I wonder if it was uh, available uh, digitally at all. Interesting. I mean, so many of the titles. Go back to the comic store. It's going to cost you a little. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Somebody out there, let us know if you read it, if you got it up in your attic like I had my old my stuff. <laughs> All right. So let's tra- ta- trailer yeah, talk. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk trailer. Yeah. Okay. I have I had one theory that uh, if you talk, if you haven't seen the trailer, there's actually been two. There's one where she, she looks like she's been possessed. We thought, yeah, maybe that's just a bad dream from Jenny. And there's the other one where we see uh, full-on Eclipso raining black puke into Courtney and Courtney changing into like the Eclipso version of uh, Stargirl. Like, right. wow. I, I, I'm not sure if that's another dream sequence. I don't think so. 
But I, as uh, Dr. Midnight said earlier, that she has the light within, holds that hope. I, I wonder, here we go, this is tinfoil, if she does it on purpose just to destroy him by, you know, getting him, you know, to possess her. Does that have legs to stand on, do you think? I think it does. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I do think it does. That may be the only way they can destroy Eclipso is to possess it inside of her and have been basically go, okay, full light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, do you think this should be, if not, do you think it, uh, there should be a cliffhanger this season? I don't know if there will be. I don't know. I think it's going to be a cliffhanger, but I don't know if I can handle a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, think we're going to see any deaths? I think we're going to see perceived deaths. Ah. And that's what it's what part of the cliffhanger is going to be. Right. Like, we think a bunch of them have died, but, like, we won't know. Or they might give us a hint, like, somebody kind of stirs, like, right at the last moment. And then... So oh, yeah. That's like... Trope. You think, uh, uh, Jakeem, your Thunderbolt will come back in time? I think he will, but I don't think he's going to be as helpful as we need him to be. Yeah, what's he going to do? Rain stop signs and throw hamburgers at him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jakeem's going to have to have Mike tell him what to wish for. That's for sure. Uh, I guess. Not that Mike was an expert. No, but he knows <laughs> no, what not but, to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Here, here is another tinfoil hat that Mike and Jakeem are going to get there kind of just in time. And Mike's going to notice the shade's shadow and tell Jakeem to, like, wish that he had corporal form again or something. And that's how it's going to help. But I really think it's going to be, like, all super fast and we're not going to get to see a lot of stuff because cliffhanger. Yeah, right. that's, a lot to, that's a lot to fit in. A final right. yeah. Everybody returning? Come on. Yeah, I mean, we we saw a shot of Rick in the garage looking through his dad's book trying to figure out how to put the hourglass back together what's the odds of that actually coming true but i think in his case grundy's gonna step in i definitely think grundy is going to have a big part in this battle with eclipso i really do He's going to show up with a, a bushel full of apples and start raining them down. Right. Like he, <laughs> like he tossed one into the jail cell <laughs> where Rick was. Yeah. Well, I hope Artemis Croc comes back. She's one of my favorites, too. Getting those two out of jail? Eh, I hope not, actually. Right. Uh, well, I mean, we still have JSA members that haven't popped up. Right. Yeah. The Hawks. So it's like, I know they come back and find find each other all the time. Yeah. So it should be about time. We haven't seen Dr. Fate. Who else haven't we seen? Green Lantern. I don't know. They never well, said he was I mean, dead. Right. Yeah, yeah. But we have Jenny. So, I mean, like any replacements of. Right. And we could get the Flash back again. Yeah. Good grief. Now, I'm you still know, wondering uh, if Cameron's going to find his power. Right. <laughs> like maybe Grandma and Grandpa have been teaching him what's up. Yeah. I wish they hadn't dropped them. I was hoping they'd come back, too. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe they called, maybe that's who Cindy called. No, uh, I, 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 I know you that. hate me. Yeah. I know you guys hate, <laughs> hate me, but. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a lot to fit in. We're having yes, our own is. what if episode right, right. now. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
We're throwing as much as we can on the wall and see if any of it ends up sticking. <laughs> <laughs> like a little afterbirth blob. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're going into some weird horror movie with that. I'm like, are exactly. we in Slither all of a sudden? What is that? <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform used for a podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us. Tell us, tell your friends. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can check all of them out at www.fangirlzone.com. Various podcasts like Mudhorn Podcast, for example. <laughs> and relative to the spooky season, we have Chucky coming out. And, of course, Doctor Who coming back. These are all fun podcasts that we would like you to listen to. And I still want everybody to email Stump the Guys. I don't care if it's after the season. (laughs) This is what I want you to title your email, Stump the Guys, because I want you to stump them on something DC, especially with this, because I want to laugh and I will send you something. (laughs) (laughs) I will send you something out of our prize packs because we have a nice size box full of stuff. So send it, send it. Okay. So for this episode of Star Power Podcast, I'm Steve. You have to be bad to defeat evil. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And how did you get in my room? <laughs> and this is Cosmic Stack Dave. And nothing makes a staff go limp like seeing Courtney look like a Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.